In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. That music was the Avent Brothers, one of my favorite bands. But it's Friday, September 21st, and I thought I would give you another edition of Southern Fried Soccer, a podcast that focuses mostly on Atlanta United uh, as part of my job as a sports reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. You can follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. The team will host Real Salt Lake on Saturday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. More than 70,000 people are expected to attend, and the roof is expected to be open for just the second time this season for a five-stripes game, and I think the third time in the team's history. Uh, So that should be exciting. Atlanta United is coming off a thrilling 4-3 win at San Jose Wednesday. That was not without some controversy. Uh, Controversy might not be the right word, but after the decisions to take off a San Jose goal because of a penalty at the other end of the field, I don't think it's an inaccurate word. Uh, It's a result of the video assistant referee and replay system. It was used correctly, but I'm sure San Jose fans will still describe it as controversial. It wasn't a lot of fun for uh, the earthquakes, a lot of fun for Atlanta United, as it took them to a league-leading 60 points, four points ahead of New York Red Bulls as we go into the final games of the season. Atlanta United is healthy coming into this game against Real Salt Lake. Donington Nagby is expected to play. The Really the only major player who is still out with an injury is Greg Garza. He is continuing to his rehab. Atlanta United manager Gerardo Martino said on Friday to the media that uh, Garza is working with the ball. He's doing physical stuff. He just has to be cleared by team doctors for contact. I was not at the media session on Friday. After being with the team for the past seven days in wins at Colorado and at San Jose, I had some personal stuff that I had to take care of this morning, so I did that. So the subsequent interviews that you're going to hear from Gerardo Martino, from Darlington Nagby, and from Hector Viaba, uh, were the questions were asked by other members of the media, so I appreciate them being there as part of their jobs and for them asking uh, insightful questions of those three, and those interviews will appear at the end of this podcast. The main thing I wanted to focus on today uh, was Gerardo Martino and his future with Atlanta United. There's still a lot of concern among Atlanta United fans uh, if the Argentine will return for his third season with the team. Uh, he's obviously been specul- uh, been tied to speculatively with a lot of national team jobs, including his native Argentina, including Paraguay, which is an up-and-coming team in South America, including Mexico which I think is the best team in CONCACAF, 
and the United States, which I think has the most potential of all the teams in CONCACAF. <clears throat> there was a report on Wednesday that Martino was not going to continue with Atlanta United. Martino, after Wednesday's game, disputed that report, said that I should ask the reporter for his source. The, the thing to note about that question or, or statement from Gerardo Martino is that he does not have a manager. He does not have an agent. So there's really only a couple of people in Martino's camp that know what he's doing or what he may do. So if you see third-party sources, which is what I think the ESPN report was based off of, it's not coming out of Martino's camp. So it's coming from somewhere else. So, you know, you can look maybe with a John Destai at it, um, but the accuracy may not be, as of right now, true. Now, Martino may not continue with Atlanta United, but I don't think he's made that decision yet. He keeps posting or saying that October 1st is when that decision will be met. I'm not convinced that it's going to be made by October 1st. I think that's just a a number on a contract, and if both parties agree, he can push that decision until the season is over because he keeps saying he wants to focus on the team. They still have big things to play for. Uh, the only reason I could think of that he would go ahead and make that decision or be asked to make that decision is if it does appear to be a distraction. And the players have all said they're not distracted. They are curious, but they have jobs to do. They're professionals. They know what is still on the line, and they want to finish the job. So that's the only way I could think of it happening. So October 1st, you could hear something. It would not surprise me at all if it's not pushed until maybe uh, that break in the playoffs, uh, should Atlanta and United advance in the playoffs for something to come out. It also would be kind of uh, Atlanta United-ish if a decision is announced on September 27th, which I believe would be the anniversary of when Martino was introduced as the manager of the Five Stripes in 2016. I don't think money is really going to be the issue. Arthur Blank has consistently said, Blank is the owner of Atlanta United, that it's the best or nothing for this team. So obviously he's a billionaire. Obviously he has deep pockets. I think really it's going to come down to Martino's desire to stay with Atlanta United. He, he's only coached one team more than three years, and that was the Paraguay national team. Um, he's bounced around a good bit, had success almost everywhere he's been, but he's had kind of a nomadic managerial life. I think it could also come down to homesickness. I know that uh, his family lives in Argentina. I believe his wife travels back and forth to visit him, but he could miss home, and, and it's hard to blame someone for that. Um, you know, some other factors that can't be determined right now, but I'm sure Martino has an idea of, might be the futures of Joseph Martinez and Miguel Almiron, two obvious linchpins in Atlanta United's success and guys that are going to be hard to replace. Now, when I say hard to replace, that doesn't mean they're not replaceable because I believe that both players have talent, every player has talent, but I do think everyone is replaceable. It's simply a matter of the scouting network, the system, what you need to do. So while I'm sure that the supporters would love to see Almiron and Martinez stay, I do think that the team can go out and find players to come in and do those jobs. 
Uh, I don't think Martinez may go. Almiron, I think, is gone in the winter transfer window. Uh, as long as Atlanta United can get the right price and the situation is right for Miguel. Joseph has been to Europe. I don't see him going back unless there's just an insanely rich offer for him. I could see Mexico being uh, perhaps alluring to Martinez. But I think of the two, Almiron is almost definitely going to be sold in the winter window. Again, if all the conditions are right. Martinez, I'm not as sold on. And Martino's future could be tied to those two. Um, but we'll just have to see. So now I'm going to play for you the interviews that were conducted today with Martino, with Nagby, and with Jaba, who scored a fantastic goal against San Jose, something that he has a knack for. So first we're going to start with Martino. Uh, reaction to, to Wednesday night and, and all that ensued, the crazy game and the crazy finish. Uh, how satisfying was that, was that victory? Tu reacción al partido y si al final estabas satisfecho. Eh, satisfecho con, con la reacción del equipo, con la mentalidad del equipo y, 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 y disconforme con, con lo que hicimos en el segundo tiempo. Creo que cometimos de, demasiados errores, jugamos en forma muy desorganizada y entiendo que un equipo, si jugué, hubiéramos jugado con un equipo de los de arriba yeah I'm satisfied with the reaction and the mentality of the team but not with the the amount of errors that we made in the second half and just kind of the the disorganization of, of the team in the second half I think if we had played like that against one of the top teams in the league that we would have lost by a few goals is that something as as a coach that's in, in your mind fixable with with tactics or it's really just a mentality that uh, was lacking Sí, eso de, de lo que hablas de San José, si se puede arreglar con, con la táctica o si eso es solo una mentalidad. No, creo que es un poco de todo, siempre es un poco de todo. Un poco más de trabajo, un poco más de concentración, un poco más de fortaleza mental para no cometer equivocaciones justamente en el tramo final de la competencia, que es cuando menos se tienen que cometer las equivocaciones. Un poco de todo. Yeah, I think, uh, like always, it's a little bit of everything. So it, it just comes down to doing a little bit more work, a little bit more concentration on the field, and a little bit of, of that mental strength, knowing that in the final part of the season, that's really when you can least afford to make those kind of mistakes. Talking about the mentality, would you, would you think that um, maybe patience is the, is the best way to describe what the team needs? Because I felt like the same, a similar thing happened in DC, where they, the team went down a goal and then very aggressive play going forward and it left um, Leandro and Michael a little bit exposed at the back. Pregunta si lo que, si tú crees que lo que necesita el equipo es, es más paciencia y habla también de lo que pasó en DC y la comparación en, en los dos partidos. Que, que ir abajo en el marcador y, mm -hmm. y luego ser más abiertos o estar abiertos. Sí, eh, lo que creo es que nosotros habitualmente no somos un equipo de, de empezar el partido eh, debajo en el marcador y a veces este, saber jugar con el marcador este, en contra es una cualidad y algo y un aprendizaje para el equipo y es cierto que en, tanto en el partido como DC y en el partido como este, San José 
lo que ha caracterizado al equipo en forma negativa es que cada vez que nos encontramos abajo se vio un equipo desorganizado, con mucha pasión y con mucho eh, esfuerzo y con muchas ganas, pero demasiado desorganizado. Yeah, I think we're a team that maybe is not accustomed to going down so early in a match. Uh, so when that happens, it's it's a learning experience for us. And comparing both those games, DC and, and Salt Lake, what I think happens is we have a lot of will and a lot of um, you know motivation to get back in the game, but it makes us a little bit um, unorganized. How hard is it to prepare for Real Salt Lake on such a short turnaround and then not just preparing yourself tactically, but preparing the team? Um, Tito said he's not even going to probably step on, on the pitch today, just stay in the gym. Sí que hay muy poco tiempo entre los dos partidos, cómo se puede bueno, hacer tu trabajo y también los chicos que necesitan recuperar. Básicamente lo que necesitamos ahora, habiendo tenido un viaje tan largo y habiendo llegado ayer por la mañana, es recuperar a los futbolistas y después elegir a los que consideramos que mejor están para jugar el partido de mañana. Yeah, all we have to do after, you know, a long trip and this, this short time is just get the guys recovered and then our job is to choose the 11 who we think are our best fit for the match. How's everybody in terms of health right now? Eh, ¿Qué tal están todos hablando de salud? Cansados, cansados, pero entiendo que desde, la, desde lesiones o algún problema para no jugar, creo que no, que están todos en condiciones. Tired uh, guys are tired, but in terms of injuries, I think I think everybody's okay. No, nothing new that'll keep them out from playing. Uh, how's Greg's rehab coming along? ¿Cómo está Greg y su proceso de recuperación? Bueno, bastante bien. Ya eh, haciendo todos los trabajos este, en la parte física y en la parte de trabajos con pelota. Todavía no ha empezado a a trabajar con contacto que eso es lo que más tiempo lleva y es el médico quien solamente puede darle el médico que lo operó el alta para para empezar a tener entrenamientos con contacto físico. He's doing well. He's now doing everything uh, in terms of physical work and some work with the ball, but he's not doing anything with contact yet and that's, you know, the last step for him and that just comes down to when the the doctor can give him clearance for contact. Are there characteristics in this year's team that are different than last year's team that you feel a little bit more encouraged by heading into this end of the stretch of the season? Si ves ¿Cuál es la diferencia? Si, si ves unas características este año que te hace sentir más, eh, more, sorry, would you say more comfortable or? More encouraged. Ah, more encouraged. Si, si te da más, más ánimo las cualidades que tiene el equipo este año. Eh, eh, creo que hemos ganado en fortaleza mental para jugar los partidos fuera de casa. Eh, nos han tocado partidos muy difíciles, rivales muy difíciles y eh, hemos estado a la altura de cada uno de esos partidos. Creo que en eso hemos crecido. Y después, respecto a esta situación que se dio de cierto desorden en los últimos dos partidos, he jugado fuera de casa ante, ante el hecho de ir perdiendo. Eh, creo que también en algún momento del año pasado nos ha sucedido ¿no? y fundamentalmente lo que debemos hacer es recordarle a los futbolistas que eh, lo que mejores resultados nos traen a nosotros es conservar la forma de jugar más allá de ir ganando perdiendo conservar la forma de juego este, porque de esa forma estaremos más cerca de ganar que de perder y el desorden nos acerca más a la derrota 
Yeah, I think uh, this year we have the, the mental strength to play on the road and to get wins on the road. I think that's something that we've, we've grown uh, in since last year. And in terms of the last couple games and the disorder and, and disorganization on the road, I think the most important thing for us is to just have all the guys remember that we play our best soccer when we're, we're playing our style and doing what we want to do. So that's whether we're winning or losing, that we just stick to what we want to do and, and try not to get disorganized. You brought on uh, Ezekiel um, in the second half in, in San Jose. Uh, can you talk about what he kind of gave you guys in the second half? So it looked like the, you were creating a lot better chances in the second half. Um, Sí, la decisión de... No, no, la decisión tiene que ver con elegir 11 y, y, este, y entender que ellos son los que tienen que iniciar. Eh, yo no soy mucho de los que piensan que hay jugadores que dan mejores soluciones entrando de recambio que jugando desde el inicio, con lo cual en el momento en que entienda que Ezequiel tiene que jugar desde el inicio, lo va a hacer. Yeah, that, that was just the decision on my part of, of who to play for the 11. And I'm not one who thinks that some players are more fit to be subs or, or starters. It's just, you know, the coach's decision. And, and if I think that he's ready to, to start, then, then he'll start. Y la segunda parte fue que, que aportó al equipo en el segundo tiempo. Ezequiel. No, lo que tuvimos es este, más variantes en ataque. Es, es lógico que nos hayamos desprotegido un poco más porque nos quedamos con Miguel, con Tito, con Jose, con Ezequiel, muchos jugadores de ataque, entonces este, probablemente sufrimos más la, los contragolpes de San José, pero también tuvimos este, mejores variantes a la hora de atacar. Yeah, we had a lot more attacking players on the field when we put him on, so uh, you know, with him, Miguel, Joseph, and Tito, I think um, you know that's what maybe led to. San Jose getting some more counterattacks is because we were left a little bit less protected, but it's because we had so many attacking guys on the field. Should we expect to see Darlington Magley again tomorrow? And is, is he fit to play a full 90? Sí, digamos que lo que pasó el otro día de no jugar estaba dentro de lo de las probabilidades que habíamos hablado con los médicos y con los preparadores físicos. Sabíamos que no iba a estar en los tres partidos porque eran tres partidos en diez días y venía de una inactividad de mucho tiempo eh, y a la hora de elegir decidimos hacerlo de esta manera, que juegue el partido con Colorado, que descanse con San José y que mañana vuelva a jugar. Yeah, that, that Nagby was going to rest in that second game, that was always, you know, there was a high probability of that, just talking with the, the doctors and and knowing that we had three games in such a short amount of time, that it was likely that he would play the first game, rest that one, and then he should be available for tomorrow. Uh, this matchup last year turned on a couple of mistakes by Orlando and goal. Um, how important is it for your team having somebody like Brad who takes care of the ball at his feet and makes good decisions and doesn't put the team under stress like that? Eh, dice que qué tan importante es tener un portero como Brad que también juega con, con sus pies eh, y en vez de otros. Dice que el año pasado este partido contra San José cambió por el oeste arrimando su portero. ¿Estás ¿Cómo? de acuerdo? ¿Cómo que cambió por Rimando? He's asking, like, what do you mean the game changed with Rimando? Well, two of the goals last year, the two goals in Salt Lake where Rimando made mistakes with the ball at his feet and 
put the ball in the bad spots and Atlanta ah. took advantage of it. Dice que el año pasado aprovechamos de sus errores. Ah, de los errores que cuando ganamos 3 a 1 en, sí. en Salt Y bueno, más o menos que, que aporta Brad, que también juega... No, eh, eh, para ser claro, nosotros lo que buscamos este, son arqueros que sean sólidos atajando. Eso es lo primero que se busca de un arquero. Después, obviamente, para la forma de jugar, intentamos que entrene mucho con con el preparador de arqueros y también con nosotros en los trabajos tácticos, las salidas defensivas, que es una característica del equipo. Respecto a eso, respecto a Brad, respecto a Rimando, está bien, él ha intentado jugar probablemente, como le dice su entrenador, pero también hay veces que hay, este, nosotros mismos cuando intentamos hacerlo, tomamos los recaudos necesarios cuando hay un equipo que viene y tiene presión alta, otro equipo que espera. Entonces eso es algo a tener en cuenta. A veces las equivocaciones que cometen los arqueros eh, sí son por una forma de jugar, pero también este, se producen porque las características del equipo rival que presiona alto y presiona bien. Yeah, the first thing any coach looks for in a goalkeeper is their ability to save shots. So that's the first thing. And then, you know, after that with us, we have our goalkeepers work with the goalkeeping coach and, and with us in the tactical sessions. So they know that you know, they're involved in, in what we do tactically and, and playing out of the back defensively. Um, so we worked a lot on that. But it, speaking about Ramondo, surely he was just trying to play and to do what his coaching staff was asking of him. Uh, and, you know, you also have to take in mind that teams defend differently and, and either sit back or sometimes they press high up the field. So it's just different situations. And a lot of times it's that pressure that can cause, um, you know, people to make mistakes. And I have, yeah, I have one more. Yo tengo uno para ti de de parte de Doug que qué hace bien. Sí, hoy hoy I have a question from Doug, which is just what does um, Salt Lake do well? Qué está haciendo bien Real Salt Lake de momento? Y lo que está haciendo bien es que está ganando y está clasificando a los playoffs. Eso es lo más importante. Pero además, este, tiene mucha jerarquía individual. Eh, Con, con Plata, con Rusna, con el Sabarino, con Kreila. La verdad que ofensivamente es un equipo de muchas cualidades individuales y también de muchas cualidades colectivas. Yeah, I think what they're doing well is they're they're playing well and they're qualifying for the playoffs. Um, so they have a lot of a lot of talent on their team, both individually and collectively, uh, with guys like Rusnak, Plata. And Saverino, and, uh, and those those players. So both individually and collectively, they're they're doing a good job. Um, at the end of the game, there was a video that went out of the players giving lots of hugs. Doug said that you were more looked as emotional, um, excited as as he'd seen you after a game. Um, just wondering, if, did you sense like a a boost in the team emotionally after that kind of a win? Más emoción, más... Eh, bueno, el, más, más que normal. Por el, por el resultado y por haber dado vuelta el, el partido. Sí, por todo. Que dice que... Sí, a, a mí me... Es cierto que es un partido que no se da pocas veces, perder 3 a 1 y, y terminar ganando 4 a 3 no es... Y más de visitante, no es de todos los días, pero la verdad que a mí me da más satisfacción cuando... El, el, el resultado tiene menos altibajos y... Y me emociona más cuando el equipo tiene más control del partido y, y, gana, y lo gana por, por ser superior al rival, eh, colectivamente. Y el otro día lo ganamos 
por espíritu y porque individualmente tenemos muchos jugadores de jerarquía que son capaces de hacer esto, pero no por el trabajo colectivo. Yeah, you know, it's true that this was a uh, games like this aren't very common where you're down two goals on the road and you come back to win four to three. Um, so what what makes me happy and, and you know more emotional is when we win and we play well and we show that we're you know better by our performance than the opponent. Um, but in this game, we just uh, what happened is we have very very good players and individually made some some really good plays uh, and you know that's how we got the win. All right. Thanks, guys. Gracias. Thank you. Now we're going to go to Nagby, who made his return from injury at Colorado, put in a very good, I think it's 72 minutes, something like that shift for the five stripes. You know, the, the result on Wednesday night, um, obviously it was a wild game from start to finish and coming out on top. What does that mean for you know, just momentum going forward, coming home? Uh, I think that win was great for our momentum. I think it just showed a lot of character as well, being down 3-1 and then Obviously, with the VAR, and I think it's going in our favor, and then uh, the guys worked hard, and I think we did a great job uh, coming back and getting the win. This team does pretty well historically when they've got a bit of schedule compression. How's it been for you historically as you're playing? Does game after game does it just help you stay in a rhythm? Yeah, I would say so. I'll be staying in a rhythm, you know, actually, it's a physical aspect of it, but I think the coaching staff does well in terms of keeping the, the workload light, and then obviously we have travel, but I think it's good. It keeps us in a rhythm. Marcella team, obviously, you know well from playing them more with the Timbers, but you know, Atlanta doesn't see that much. What do you know about them? What concerns you about their game? Uh, they're attacking pieces. They have a lot of good attacking players, especially Plata. I think one of the most dangerous guys in the league, so I have to pay uh, special attention to him. But I think they're, they're a dangerous team, and they're looking to get points and make the playoffs as well. Uh, Ten games out have been the longest injury stretch, I believe, in your career. Um, what was that for you personally, just kind of that feeling of not being able to, to be with the team? Uh, it was tough. It was tough uh, having to be out and watch the games and obviously not traveling with the team and being around the team as much. But uh, I think everything happens for a reason and just happy to be back with the team. And what was it like for you kind of getting back out there? Tata said he, you played a little bit longer than he had yeah. originally planned. Well, <laughs> were you nervous at all about that when you, you kind of went past that point? Uh, a little bit. A little bit nervous, you know, obviously being, I didn't know what to expect, how to feel and everything like that. So uh, I was happy with the game. Did you plan to start that game? Or was that surprising to you? It was kind of surprising to me that, that you, you would have thrown you right back into the starting lineup after such a long time out. Uh, a little bit surprising, but uh, at the same time, I think it's good. The coach trusts you, including the team that you throw out there. You know, have to be in out a while and still help the team. Are, are you being asked by Tata or any of the coaching staff to do anything differently than, than maybe at the beginning of the year with mm -hmm. the team in a different dynamic? You have a couple new pieces mm -hmm. like an Eric Remedy. Mm -hmm. um, are, are you are you doing anything differently as far as tactics goes uh, here later in the season? No, it's been the same. It's been the same. He's asking the same thing to me. It's the first question I asked him when he put me back in there. I was like, is anything changing? He was like, no. Just continue doing what you're doing before, and then the team will continue doing the same. Do so you played... Uh, on championship team, mm -hmm. what qualities are you seeing in this locker room that are comparable to those? Uh, obviously, the talent wise, uh, you know, maybe the most talent that I've had on my team before. And then uh, just the willingness to work and win. And I think the uh, last game showed that being down 3 1, I think most teams don't, don't win that game. So I think being down 3 1, 3 2, tying it up, a lot of teams are satisfied with that, but we went for the win. Yeah. Uh, just one for me. How do you think? Uh, the midfield could be better organized against RSL than, than in the last game? Uh, I would say it's communication. We could have communicated a little better. Uh, based on what I was hearing, but uh, 
I think after a big win like that in Colorado, they win a game that we wanted to win and needed to win, and pulling off a, a great result. I think it's always natural to go play the next game and then uh, against a lesser opponent and not be uh, up to your best. But I think we'll fix that this week. else? Um, I, I do have one more. Have you or your teammates just talking in the locker room, obviously that the headlines around Tata and, and his contract uh, situation are out there and people are talking about is that making it, are you guys at least wondering about that? Is it something that October 1st is coming and you're, uh, you have your eyes set on it or is it just business as usual? Uh, I, think, I think you have your eyes set on it. I think you just want to know as a player. I was with Tata being the coach that he is and you know, any good team, you're just going to be moved, whether it's players and coaches. So, uh, with everything that he's done, he's accomplished not here, but just in his career, I think it's, it's expected. It'd be kind of crazy not to not to think it's going to happen at some point. So, I think the guys are handling it well. What do you make of Julian's play this season and the way he's been able to adapt? I think he's done. A, I think he's done a great job. Obviously, being able to play multiple, multiple positions for him is uh, great as a player. You know, I think he gives the coaching staff also another another weapon that they can use. So, I think he's done a great job. Actually, if I can get a little more in, uh, I talked to George Bello a few weeks ago, and he kind of mentioned you as kind of being one of the guys he looks up to on the team. Um, what, have, what has been your impression of him as like a you know fellow young American player coming up? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. All the young guys, especially George, I think sixteen. So being sixteen, being able to train with us and accomplish what he's accomplished, you know, and not, not uh, looking out of place in training. That guy's debut the other day. I was excited for him. Hopefully, he continues to progress as a player. And, Thanks, guys. Thank you. And now we're going to continue with Vijama. How was the trip overall, just off the field, um, being being with the team for an extended period of time? Pregunta, ¿qué tal el viaje? Todo fue de la cancha, estando con el equipo y todo. Duro, duro. Una semana fuera de casa. Eh, un ambiente complicado, eh, pero por suerte pudimos traer los seis puntos. It was tough, you know, it's tough being away from home for a week, but luckily we were able to come back with six points. Uh, you played on the left a little bit more, especially in the game against San Jose, and you obviously had that great goal there. It's something you've done a little bit more recently. Um, just wanted to kind of get your opinion on how comfortable you feel on the left versus the right. Jugaste un poco por la banda izquierda. ¿Y qué, qué tan cómodo te sientes jugando por ahí? Igual que derecha. Eh, para empezar, eh, yo de inferiores, yo salgo de San Lorenzo como volante por izquierda. Eh, que me hayan pasado a derecha, eh, decisión del técnico del momento. Pero nada, tanto de extremo por derecha, por izquierda, hasta detrás del 9, puedo jugar tranquilamente. No me cambia absolutamente nada. Yeah, I feel the same playing on the left. Uh, when I came out of San Lorenzo's youth academy, I was a left winger. Um, so now, you know, a few times Tata has put me out on the left, and I feel comfortable playing there on the right or even behind the number nine. Uh, which goal did you prefer, the the one versus San Jose or the one versus Orlando last year? Uh, ¿Cuál cuál de tus goles te, te queda así del Orlando el año pasado este de, de San Jose? Y son distintos. Hoy me quedo con este porque gracias a este y a los que hizo Jose y Miguel estamos primero. 
pero el otro es muy lindo también. No hay, no hay comparación a, a momentos. Hoy me quedo con este. Yeah, they're very different. So at the moment, I'll take this one because thanks to that goal and you know what we did in the rest of the game, Joseph and Miguel were in first place. Uh, but last year, the one in Orlando was pretty nice too. So they're they're just different moments. Um, one more from me. Uh, what was the feeling like in the team? Obviously, things it was a struggle uh, in that game, and then the whole VAR penalty uh, situation seemed to completely flip the game. Did it give you guys a boost um, mentally? Si ese momento de de bueno quitar algo de ellos y luego marcó o sea cobró penal, si fue como un cambio de de mente en el equipo. No, yo ya sabía a ver. Cuando tiro el centro yo sabía que era penal. Yo sabía que en Argentina van y te cobran el penal. Acá tardan a que te haga el gol el otro y para que pase todo esto ir a revisar al bar. En Argentina van y te es penal porque es muy obvio la mano. No, I knew right when I crossed the ball that it was a penalty. Uh, in Argentina they see it and they call it penalty, but here they wait until the other team goes down to score a goal and then they bring it all the way back for a penalty. But I always knew it was going to be one. Uh, it's Anything been over else? a month. I'm sorry. Yeah, Maybe. it's been over a month since you played at home here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. What uh, you know, are you guys looking forward to, to getting back and playing in front of the home team? It's since it's been quite a while. Mm -hmm. Hace como un mes que que no jugamos en casa. Si tienes ganas de de volver a Mercedes-Benz. Creo que ya era hora. Ya era hora de volver. Eh, bueno, esperemos hacerlo con con el triunfo que corresponde también porque. También estar un mes afuera implica que a que le pierda los tiempos a la cancha. Es una cancha complicada la nuestra. Es sintético, entonces tenés que ir familiarizándote eh, partido a partido, práctica a práctica, y entonces eso es lo que dificulta más. Yeah, I think it was time to come back, and hopefully we can we can come back with a win in front of the home fans. Um, but it's it's good to get back because you know we haven't played on turf in a while, so playing in our stadium is something that you have to get used to, so it'll be, be um, you know, good to get back on that surface. You describe your your relationship as well as, you know, Joseph and Miggy with having Julian Gressel delivering crosses in from the right all season long. He's been maybe one of the best in the league at doing that. Um, what kind of confidence do you guys have going forward when Julian has the ball on the right? ¿Qué tal la química y la confianza que hay entre los atacantes? Dice que últimamente funciona bien, también con Julian haciendo unos buenos centros. Eh, no, sí, creo que todo mérito el Tata, eh, mérito el Tata de, de que Julian haya levantado a un nivel casi igual al nuestro. Creo que lo que hace Joseph y Miguel es extraordinario y lo que hago yo es acompañarlo a ellos. Yeah, I think all the credit's due to Tata. I think he's really helped Julian to, to step his game up. And then what Miguel and Joseph, you know, can do on the field is extraordinary. And I just try and accompany all those guys. Got time for a couple more. Salt Lake, obviously a team you don't see a lot. What concerns you about their game? What In this quick turnaround, what have you guys been able to address with them? Bueno, hay poco tiempo antes de, de este partido, pero si hay algo que te preocupa de Real Salt Lake. No. No. Me preocupa a mi compañero nada más, que estén bien.
Yeah. No, I'm not worried about Salt Lake. I'm just worried about my teammates and making sure we're all okay. Do you guys feel pretty tired after that? Just physically, is it, is this more about just recuperation these these two days than anything else? Sí, en estos días sí es es más de recuperar que nada. Sí, imagínate, a mí no hoy no me ves en la cancha ni de casualidad voy a estar adentro. Entonces sí, hay que recuperar que mañana es parte importante. Yeah, it's just all about recovery. I don't even think I'm going to take the field today. You'll you'll find me in the gym. Um, recovering so that's what it's all about all right got to get him back thanks guys Thank you. all right i hope you've enjoyed this edition of the southern fried soccer podcast i hope you'll follow me on twitter at doug robertson ajc i hope you'll follow me on atlanta united news now i hope you'll consider subscribing to the newspaper if you have any questions about atlanta united coverage or anything that you'd like me to write or try to answer feel free to email me at doug robertson or d robertson ajc Dot com. I'm sorry, I screwed that all up. DRobertson at AJC.com. Or you can message me on Twitter uh, as long as I follow you. If you need me to follow you, just reach out and I'll be glad to do so. Again, this is the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. Have a great weekend. If you see me tomorrow walking to the stadium, feel free to say hello. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh, oh, oh.